Hello, hi. Sorry to bother you. This is Andrew Thomas, your local podcaster. We will be talking about a film soon if you just strap on and hold on tight. And the show will start <laughs> strap soon. Strap on and also hold on tight. What's up? Uh, anyway, <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Everybody outside and in between. Welcome, welcome back, back again. Not for you. Not but for you. For us. But for us. See, now this is the great, and this is why I always ask, how are you, Sam? I'm doing fine. I'm annoyed at, at my computer and at myself. And I have been Don't. for the past couple of days. Um, because we recorded this episode on Wednesday. It is now Saturday. <laughs> and we are re-recording this episode. Yes. Because Audacity happen. just decided to close and not save the audio. <laughs> you know, mistakes happen. So We're real podcasters We're now. real podcasters. This, this is this official. Halfway through episode. our first year, we have our first... Lost episode. Lost episode. Lost in so, episode. Yeah, so uh, before we get into anything else, my name is Sam Bannigan. And I'm Andrew Thomas. <laughs> um, so yeah, if this episode is kind of weird compared the way to we the talk other about ones, it. yeah, it's because we've already had a whole conversation about this movie, uh, which is sorry to bother you if you didn't yes. already figure that one out. Um, we already had an entire conversation about this movie, and now we have to have another conversation about the same movie. Over the same beats. Over the same topics of conversation. So it's going to be weird. For yeah. you and for us. Probably more for us. But if we all hold hands, hold your phone, imagine that's my hand. Yeah. And then hold the stranger's hand right next maybe to Maybe don't do that one. Pretend that's Sam's hand. Maybe don't. Maybe not. And we'll all get... We'll, we'll get through it together. We'll get through this one together. So, sorry to bother you. So, sorry to bother you. You... Uh, very spoiler-free time yes. right now. We don't right want to... Spo- if you have not seen this movie, go see this movie. And then come it's back. Because it's a ride. It's it's a roller coaster. It is wham bam. Yeah, it is a time and a tornado turning time and a half film. Yeah, so go see it, check it out, support new directors and stuff. Yes, all the all the good things, all the fun stuff. Um, so we're gonna talk about it as spoiler free as we can, and then we're gonna jump jump right back right back into it as we do. Yes, so. I saw. I have now seen the movie two times. The first time in Welcome Back History, where you've I've seen, seen the movie, movie twice, and yeah. I've only seen it once. Is it the first time? It yeah, has it to is. Be. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I saw it on Wednesday when we did our first recording, and then I was like, I think I want to see this movie again anyway. And then the audio was gone, and I was like, okay, cool, that's a good excuse. Yeah. <laughs> so I saw it again yesterday. I still, I'm still very confused by it, but it's fine. I love that I had time to marinate over it. Have time. To yeah, after the first time it. we saw it, you said uh, that you both wanted to talk about it right away and wanted to talk about it three days later. So I have a feeling that you cursed my computer <laughs> so that we could do this. If you notice, you did uh, go get a package uh, when we were recording the it the I first did. time. Did sabotage. 
Maybe. Maybe. I'm never going to hear that. Because I heard you whispering into the microphone. I'm never going to know what you said. That's spooky. I did some voodoo. Did you? Uh, we've already had enough spooky experiences in this apartment yes, recording this podcast. You don't need to add another one. <laughs> I was just going to do it. Uh, <laughs> so, so, what, yeah. so what are your what are your thoughts? Three days after the fact, I do like it. I really do. Okay. So you've changed your tune a little bit. Yes. When I walked out the first time, I was like, I don't hate it, but I don't know if I like it. Uh-huh. I it kind of crawled over to like it. Okay. Who knows? It might grow. It might still be a begrudging like, hey, did you like Sorry to Bother You? <sighs> yeah. It might be a begrudging one of those. All right. But as of right now, it's that. Um there's a lot of stuff I love. There is. There's a lot of stuff I think That second great. act is... Mwah. Oh, so good. But that third act. That third act gets a little wonky. And even that first act. And I like the first act. But that uh, second act is... That ooh. second act really holds... Ooh, so good. Both together. Up until that party, basically. Yeah. And then uh, it's like, okay. You'll know soon. Yeah, you'll figure it out. Uh, or you already know. Yes, because you've seen the movie. So yeah, I... Do enjoy the movie. There's a lot of stuff I love. Yeah. But there's also some stuff that uh, is questionable. Okay. Sam? <laughs> I, had, I had a weird sort of experience after the movie. Well, after yesterday. Okay. So I saw the movie by myself, um, and then I left, and as I was like taking the escalator down, uh, I was at Lincoln Center. Uh-huh. Uh, so taking the escalator down, some dude like stopped me and was just like, "Hey, sorry, um, sorry I'm to just, bother you." Almost. He was like, "Sorry, I'm just waiting for. I'm just waiting to to meet a friend. Uh, what movie did you just get out of?" And I was like, "Oh, I just got out of Sorry to Bother You." And he was like, "Oh, okay, that's the movie they saw. Cool. What did you think of it?" And I was like, "It's weird. It's good. I like. I think you should go see it." But don't, like, look into it. Like, just go see it. Just take a look at it. And he was like, okay, that's normally how I go see movies. Um, but you liked it? And I was like, yeah, it's great. Like, those words came out of my mouth. I said, yeah, it's great. Uh-huh. Go see the movie. So I think I really like this movie. <laughs> I think. And then underneath the mask, it was the director. He was like, you passed the test. Yeah, surprise. It's Boots <laughs> Riley. No. Um... So, so that was just like a weird moment because those words just like came out of my mouth. Yeah. So I think I really like this movie. Yeah, I think. Maybe this conversation will will change my mind. Who knows? Yeah, exactly. This is a movie that's just gonna be on, just marinate in my brain. Yeah, for years to come. For years. I'll be like thirty five, and I'll be like, <gasps> you. sorry to bother you. What a movie. <laughs> Um, so yeah, that's basically it for spoiler free. Yeah, that's spoiler free. We're going to get into Dem's spoilies. Yes. Uh, right away. So if you have not seen the movie, just go see it. Just see it. Just take a look. Three, two. (coughs) (laughs) I was going to try to do a horse noise, but that's the noise that came out. That's fine. That was kind of a horse. (laughs) That was all right. It's spoilers! Get out of here! Well, you've uh, already, it's already happened. What? They're just, they just heard me do a horse noise. It's not connected. 
Uh, yeah, but then they're gonna be. Uh, it's like all those like spoilers out of context, and then it's like the Deadpool one, and it's Detective Baby Legs. Have you not seen this? No. Oh, that's fine. It's like a people will post like out of context spoilers for movies. That's hilarious. And then it was like out of context spoiler for Deadpool two, and that's just a picture of Detective Baby Legs from Rick and Morty. That's funny. I was like, that's funny. That's a good one. That's really funny. Uh, so out of context spoiler horses <laughs> give me some hay Sam hey hey uh, <laughs> I love that hey hey <laughs> just real quiet hey um, so spoilers spoilers uh, do you want to talk about boots the booty <laughs> he's gotta be called booty right yeah hey People, booty hey booty um, so yeah boots boots Riley, Riley. writer director Writer of a lot of the music. Rapper. Rapper. Yeah. M- music. Video. Director. Yeah. What do you think of the director? The direction. The direction? I like. And the writing. I like. Both. Both I like. <laughs> we told you it's going to be a weird <laughs> episode. a weird one. Uh, I, I do really like the direction. I think, I think Boots is um, presenting a lot of really good ideas and a lot of really and executes a lot of those ideas really well some of them not so much yes but for the like overall hell yeah i love the creative like ness of the whole movie of of it all i think yeah it's, it's really cool the like dropping into people's houses and and all the there's one cut that i really like that i wish they did more um but they don't, and it kind of upsets me. What's the cut? Um, it's when it cuts from uh, Lakeith being at work to them being in the bar before he goes into the VIP room. Uh huh. He's like sitting there, and he turns his head, and he says he says something, and then it cuts to him sitting in the bar, and he's looking the same direction, and then uh, his friends, the Sal guy, yeah. he responds to what he just said. But he wasn't in the scene beforehand. Yeah. So it's a cut, like, it's an intercut of, like, we're still at work, and then he he goes to the next scene, but we don't. And I really liked it, and then they never do it again. Yeah. So it kind of bothers me that there are, there's, like, bits of, of really cool things. You feel like it's not consistent? Yeah. Yeah. I don't I don't think the direction is, is as consistent. I think he, like, came up with ideas, and he was like, he did one, and then he just kind of didn't do it again. Yeah. For whatever reason. Um... But yeah, overall, I do really like the direction and the writing. The writing is is great. I love it. What about you? Uh, basically the same. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm just trying to think. Should I just say what I said last time? Well, or should yeah, because because we have we we have had this conversation, but so they you, don't. But they don't know it. So you can okay. say whatever you. This is going to be weird. This is <laughs> why just, it's going to be weird. The entire time I was looking at you, I was like, "Hey, you said all this last week. I do did. I have to do that? Yes. <laughs> or I would because we're not doing like a like when Mabim Bam like loses an episode, they can just do new, new questions, stuff. yeah, right? Because they have a shit ton, and they just do the ones they didn't get to, so that it's still fresh and new and fun. But we, <laughs> but we just saw the same movie, so we still aren't going to talk about that same movie. Okay. <laughs> It's weird. Um, so yeah, basically, one thing is, um, there are parts that feel 
directing-wise, that feel like a masterclass of directing. There are parts where it feels like this Boots, Boots Riley, has been directing for 30 years. Yeah. And this is, he's just like holding the craft and killing it. Yeah. There are some parts where you can tell that this is a first-time director. Yeah, first are, first time for sure. Yeah, exactly. Um, and it, it's, it is weird. I don't know what was going on behind the scenes. I don't know what he was thinking of or doing. Uh, because there are some things that are not just done well. They're done spectacularly. So, so They're good. incredible. Then there are some things where it's like, huh? Yeah. Bleh? And... Uh, man, this is why I wish I saw the movie again. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I got you, got you. Um, like, <laughs> like the parts, everything in the office, with the commentary of, uh, you know, being black in America and trying to have that whiteness in with you, it feels so well done. Yeah, it's so great. It's amazing. But there's some things with, like, Tessa Thompson's character talking about capitalism and selling out where there are parts where it kind of contradicts itself. And yes. it's kind so of... So much. I don't know. It's weird. Uh, so, yeah. And it could be in the direction and the writing. With the dialogue, because dialogue is really what makes or break a movie, at least for me. The dialogue's great. It Everything really feels good. real. Yeah. Everything feels, you know, natural and whatnot. Uh, it's just, I would say, this time it lands more with the direction of there's something feeling and uh, feeling contradictory. Is that a word? Contradictory? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. But overall, again, and that's the thing with the movie. I do have a lot of issues with the direction. But overall, so it said two things it's only binary is it good or is it bad i tell you yeah of course it's good yeah uh so yeah that's my thoughts on, on direction it's on boots riley <laughs> <laughs> uh do you want to jump into that the, cast the very good cast it's a very great it's cast a very good cast we gotta talk, talk about, about the boy the boy lakeith stanfield so he's this great. is the second thing i've seen him in this is He's the great. second or third thing I've seen him in. Yes, this would be the third for you, because I haven't seen Atlanta. Right, Please right. don't hurt me. Yeah, yeah, Um So yeah, I love, I love him. He's great in Atlanta. He's spectacular in this. I love him in Get Out. He is very good in Get Out. Yeah. So I was just, he's just great. He's just very talented. <laughs> I'm very happy. Yeah. I, I want, I'm glad that he is like getting more and more stuff. Yes. As I said before. Um, uh, yeah, I'd, so yeah, I, I'm happy that he's doing more stuff, and I and I can't wait to see what else he goes to because he he's one of those people like Tessa Thompson who just attaches himself to really good yes. projects all the time. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, so I, I'm uh, like, if someone's like, oh yeah, Lakeith Stanfield is in this movie, I'm like, okay, cool, cool, I'll, I'll probably see it. Uh, more than likely. One thing that I hope I haven't seen in Atlanta, but I've heard this from many people. Is that I hope he shows his range because it sounds like he kind of does the same character. Does it great? Yeah. Does it amazingly? But I hope, <clears throat> I hope 
we uh, see his rage. Yeah, this is definitely like between projects that he does. Uh, sorry to bother you in, in Atlanta. This is definitely like his type. Yeah, that he was like, that's what I can like do really well, and uh-huh. he does it fucking incredibly. Um, but yeah, I do want to see him do some other kind of stuff. Yeah, see see what else he's got in that bag of bag of tricks. <laughs> I guess I don't know. <laughs> Just the way. <laughs> Bag of tricks. Bag of tricks. That's the- <laughs> um, uh, Tessa Thompson? Tessa Thompson. Um, I love Tessa Thompson. So do I. She's great. And her acting in this film, I think, is incredible. It's so Like good. always. Uh, she so far has not been bad in a film. Uh, I've not seen... I've never once seen Tessa Thompson in a thing and being like, man, I wish Tessa Thompson was not in this movie. Yeah, exactly. Every time I'm like, yes, the more o- Tessa Thompson, yes. Yeah, the only thing I could think of, I was like, she's all right in uh, Annihilation, but even then, it's like, yeah, I really liked her in Annihilation. I don't remember exactly. You did not like it's, her in Annihilation. I yeah, I remember saying that, but I did like hate her. No, her her at her like she was all right. Is still it's, like very good. Exactly. It's still very, very good. And this is her being great. Yeah. This to, is yeah, to me. Yeah. Last uh, couple things she's done, I'm like, hell yeah. Yeah. Uh I What is in I'm your so, pocket? It's a rapper. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's chance, the rapper. Hilarious. Uh, um, I feel like that guy at the movies when the movies <laughs> already started and he's like, Oh no, I have a snack. Oh, I gotta get my snack out. Because there's people who don't care, who's just like who watch? I prefer that opposed to the person who does care, who's like, who's <laughs> like trying to be sneaky about it. Yeah. <laughs> so what good audio for a podcast? <laughs> um, I do have some problems with her character. Yeah, so. I think that's more in a, in a writing exactly thing. Um, so before we get into all of our issues. Do you want to talk about more of that, more of that cast? No, Sam. Oh. Uh, <laughs> sure, we'll we'll pop some more. Uh, but hey, hey, Sam. Yeah. Can you can you hold this nail? Are we can doing the same? This, yeah. Can you please hold I'll, this I'll nail. Hold the nail. All right. Because boom, I just hammered it. Army hammer. That was the same was great. bad joke that you did on Wednesday. Oh, don't worry. We have another one coming. <laughs> um, uh, um, Army hammer though. Are we still the, the show. weirdest name I've ever heard? I mean, I would I would name him uh, uh, Jackson Jackson Hammer. Jackson Hammer. Call him the Jackhammer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, exactly. Army Hammer is great. I the he steals the show. The yeah, me. he does. Yeah, he, is he kills it. So much fun. He, it's nothing's better than seeing an actor have fun. Yeah, and also kill it. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, not I'm like, gonna have fun, and it's gonna be great. Like, it's not Ooh. like Adam Sandler where he's like, "Oh, I'm going on vacation," and also here's, uh, Blended. I think that's what it was called, the African adventure with him and Drew Drew Barrymore. I don't know. You the next Drew I don't Barry. Like, I don't really like Adam Sandler. See Punch Drunk Love. It's great. Still don't really You like would it. actually love it. That's the funny thing. <laughs> That's the funny thing. It's kind of in that vein of Inside Lewin Davis. 
Oh, I love Inside Lewin Davis. It's that. And Adam Sandler is great. Like, right. capital G, great. Okay, maybe. Uh, yeah. But Army Hammer. Army <laughs> Hammer. Stealing this movie. The Lone Ranger. Just like, haha, this is my movie now. Yes. Hi Ho Silver. Yeah, he's so good. I've just tried, because I just don't want to repeat the same thing. But you, we have to. But we bit. have to. Yeah. Um, the Winklevoss, the <laughs> Call Me, call, Calling Me Your Names, and this. And I'm like, call, ooh. Ooh, call Army. Call me by your name and I'll call me by yours. Tato. Tato. No. Not that one. No, no, no. Uh, no, no, no. Zuckerberg. 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 <laughs> Mark. Um, Timothy Chalamet. <laughs> Chalamet. Chalamet. Yeah. Uh, Do you have anything else you want to say about Army Hammer? Because he's great. I, I, you've seen it last. You just saw it less than 24 hours ago. Yeah. What... What do you feel about his character? How do you feel about him? I like I like his character. I think it's I think he's really well written. I think Army Hammer does a really great performance. I, yeah, he really does steal all the all those scenes. Um, yeah, I don't really have anything else. I just he's just really fun. He's funny. Yeah, that's the, he is, is really funny. And that beard though, that beard he is killing it with that beard. He really is. Keep uh, the keep the beard if you can, Army, because ooh. Yeah. What's, you look nice. What color door did they say? And he's like, you the said the jade door. Yeah, the jade door. That is obviously olive. <laughs> yeah, I was like, okay, guy. Uh, yeah, he's great. Uh, uh, personally, those everyone else to me again is good. There's not a weak link in this cast. There's really not. Uh, uh, the dude who plays Sal, I cannot remember his name. Um, he's great. Stephen Young, yeah, is great. I love Walking seeing Dead. him and stuff. Um, he's really funny in this too. Um, but yeah, it really is just like a great cast. Terry Crews coming in, being great as Terry Crews as he yeah. as he always is. He's like right behind me on this TV screen too. He is. <laughs> He's paused on this. Yeah, I was watching a video about Terry Crews when we started recording, and I just didn't turn off Old the PlayStation. Old Spice. That that's there he is. Uh, uh, the I mean David Cross and Patton Oswalt coming oh. in <laughs> doing those voices. Did you see the Very featurette? Good. Uh no. There is this featurette where they're like, we need to hold it our white acting. How do we do that? <laughs> yeah. That's great. It's, it's I fun. also really... I, I, when we recorded this last time, I, I was pretty sure that the way they did it was they recorded David Cross and Patton Oswalt first, and then they did the scene uh-huh. with them like being over it, but I, seeing it a second time, I don't know if that's true. You think it... I don't know which way it would have gone. Because it seems like, in some parts, it seems like that's how they did it, and in other parts, it seems like they did the scene and then they got David Cross. I feel to like do it's it. that way, because I feel like no matter what, someone's performance has to be, like, copied somebody. Yeah, exactly. And I would rather have Patton Oswald and uh, David Cross copy yeah. the actors on set, other than vice versa. Yeah. Because in Ant, I'm trying because Ant Man with the Michael Pena stuff, they record Michael Pena and then they shoot, yeah, the actors, which makes more sense for what they're trying to yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. So because because that's his rhythm, so exactly. you can't like change what his rhythm is to Paul Rudd. Yeah, yeah. I don't man, know, man. I'm super flat. Yeah. I don't know. I would be interested to 
to learn. Hopefully, the DVD, hopefully they'll show us. Yeah. But they were great. It would make sense if it was just ADR stuff. I don't know, man. But I liked it. I like that stuff. Yeah, of course. Plus two very fun white comedians. Yeah. Oh, great. Two of the best. Yeah. And you're just like, yep, this is just going to be fun and goofy. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Cool. So that's the cast. Yeah. (laughs) Why are you being so weird about this? I don't... I don't know, man. (laughs) It's just... It's like deja vu. People like deja vu? I hate deja vu. Because I'm like... We got like a the good, Matrix. We have like another like forty minutes. I know, but I'm just like it's like the Matrix. I'm gonna <laughs> wake up in a tube. I have to pull a tube out of my throat. I have to go down a slide. <laughs> <laughs> you can see Loris Fitchburn with a neck hole in the back of his neck, back neck hole <laughs> with a neck hole. Oh, what? Oh, what that? That's why I don't like deja vu. Alright. This is nothing but deja vu. Sure. That's normal. That's a normal fear to have. It's not fear, it's a dislike. <laughs> okay. Uh so what do you what, what do you where do you want to go? What do you want to talk about? I'm trying <laughs> Let's just talk about let's talk about this film. Let's talk about You said you had some issues film. with some writing stuff. Do you want to talk about that? Yes. Yes I did. So, so we both have some ish some ishs. And it's mainly with Tessa Thompson. It's mainly at her art gallery. Yeah. Even seeing it again, I was like, this scene is super weird. Why is this happening? I don't understand. Because... Not just the, uh, the piece that she does, which also I don't get, but just the whole setup of that entire scene is yes. so strange. It's very strange. And so out of place. Yeah. Out, out, no. So... We see in a great scene where they're in the bedroom and they're fighting about yeah. she's like, you are exploiting these people. You are selling out. You are yeah. this, that, and the other. And, and it's a problem that you are that you don't notice when you're doing your white voice. Yes. Stuff like that. Exactly. They have a whole argument. Uh, it's a big argument. A big them, argument. It breaks them up. Exactly. It's a big part of the movie. It's one of the best parts of the movie, it is. in my opinion. It's very good. So then, you know, a couple scenes happen. Then he goes to his, to her art gallery. Yeah. And she's doing a white voice. And you can even... She's exploiting herself. You know, even argue with artists that she's saying this metaphor about Africa. But yeah, she's probably doing this to sell these pieces yep. for money. Yep. And they never address that. At all, they do do that in one line. Uh, what's that? Line? Is kind of thrown away, and I and it bugs me that it is there. That that the idea is there, and then it's not like you, expounded on. You would almost just want to boots rally to be like, "Oh yeah, you are right." I didn't even think of yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Instead of like, instead oh, of like, oh, there is a line. There is a line when I think it's when. Stephen Young comes up to Tessa Thompson when she's doing the sign twirling. Uh-huh. They have that weird flirty scene, and he asks, like, what is it about uh, Cash that you like so much? And she says, oh, he's real. He's not like that fake, bougie art gallery world. And that is it. That is the entire explanation. That is the only explanation that seems to exist that could even a little bit justify her British 
accent thing in the art gallery. Okay. That's so it. it's the one line and that is whoosh, gone. Whoosh, like fairy dust. Fairy dust. <laughs> or Oh. Yeah. I was trying to make go. you laugh. I don't wanna go. Yeah. <laughs> I don't wanna go. Uh Yeah. That's I'm it. just That's it, the only thing. But like see it again. Do you does it like are you like oh or even kinda like maybe if we stretch this and that because I'm still thinking about that. And it's like, okay, you could say that what she's doing in that moment is fake, but then it's like, okay, then what's. Then why are you mad at him? Yeah. There is there is no. Like, like seeing again, there is no. I cannot understand. Like, she's being such a hypocrite in, in that moment. And it's not mentioned, even though. Um, Cash, Lakeith Stanfield, like, clearly sees her doing a white British voice. Yes. And doesn't say anything, even though, like, two scenes ago, which was earlier that day, he, they got into a huge argument about him doing his white voice. Yes. And every time he does it when he's not at work, she comments on it and says, like, please stop, like, don't do it, I don't like it. Yes. Every single time. And then he goes to her art gallery, and then she's doing it, and he's just like, yep, that's fine. It's super weird. Mm -hmm. It's just a weird little hiccup. And because, obviously, again, I trust Booch Riley. I trust the team behind it. There's something there. There there is. I just don't know what it is. Just I don't like feeling stupid, (laughs) Boots. So what is it? (laughs) Gosh darn it. I'm fine with feeling stupid with stuff like this. I just... But I really don't understand. Because, to me, that really... uh, Flanders. Flanders? Flounder? Flounders? I don't know the rest. I feel like that's a word. Falters? Falters? Let's go with falters. I don't know. It it makes the movie have an issue when it... When you mention this character... Yeah. Having a huge issue with... Another character's, uh, you know, choices and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. And then they do the same thing. They do the same thing. And is it like, oh, it's okay if it's for art, but it's not for business? That is super weird. It feels like it's undermining a lot of like what the exactly. movie is trying to say. And and another another thing that happens in that same vein is the activist that we see on the news who's talking about the left eye and worry free like early on in the uh-huh. movie. She's the one who throws the can at his head. Oh. And who ends up being... Who, who like, does a commercial for Coca-Cola, quote-unquote. Yeah. Or Pepsi. No, it's red. It's, oh. like, yeah. I thought um, she could be the Kylie Jitter of... No. But she ends up doing... A co- she ends up, like, selling out to the company. So it's... There's a lot of, like... Or, you know what? Double standards in it. Sam, you just cracked it. Is it... Are, is it trying to say that we all always sell out? That no matter what we do, we will sell out. Either it's good, because, you know, you gotta you gotta feed yourself. You gotta, you know, pay back your uncle, especially if he's staying cruise. He can yeah. squish your head. Yeah. Uh, you gotta do this. You gotta do it for your artistic expression but sometimes it's bad because you do exploit people and you do you might cause slavery 
is it saying that we all sell out? It's just the way we do it. And it's just not criticizing it, but just pointing it out. Because even at the end, when he's like, Army Hammer has horses, he has to go to the place where he gets beaten up. Yeah, he goes on a bunch of news shows. Exactly. And you can consider that. Is it that? Is it not a criticism? It's just pointing it out? I think, yeah, maybe. Especially with him going on, I got the shit kicked out of me. Exactly. Because earlier in the movie, they do talk about it. And it's like, how how are we at a place where this is the most popular TV show in America? Yeah. And he says, like, there's like 150 million people watching, like, every night. So, yeah, I I think that's a very valid point. I would have to think about it more than I can in in our podcast time. Um, (laughs) But, yeah, I think I, yeah. Because, I mean, at the beginning of the movie, that seems to be, they point out, I got the shit kicked out of me as, like, the lowest point of, like, selling out, quote-unquote. And then he does go on it to do the thing. Yes. And then he sort of goes viral because of it. But he already went viral. I I, I think another... Because last time we talked about this movie, we were like, what do we think Like some of the movie is like talking about? Yeah. And I think part of it is 100% talking about like being going viral in a really weird way. Because that I, I really that. dumb video of him getting hit in the head with a cola can has like millions and millions of views. And then there's all the kids walking around with the wigs. Yeah. And like all this stuff. And... Like that kind of trend. Is it? But is it also saying because then because if the movie is just simply pointing out every bit everything and sitting back and saying you can judge it, I'm just bringing it to the forefront. Then I then I get that. But if it's criticizing, which I believe if you're talking about with the cocaine and all that, if it's yeah. criticizing, you know how vapid our society is then the movie starts to not make sense I think it the thing is the the movie presents um all of its ideas with such like clear like capitalism is bad um like yeah activists are good all that like they present that very clearly so I find it hard to think of of like, like, if you're having a conversation with someone and they're just like, capitalism is bad, and then you try and argue with them and they're like, I'm just pointing it out. It's like, they clearly have an opinion. Right? Yes, They clearly have a thought process on it. So I don't think that the movie is, is presenting these things and then just sitting back. But, like... Because it's, it's because it really... Because it really does feel like there is a... They're trying... It's trying to say a bunch of stuff. Yes, but even... I know I say books are books... Movies and movies, this and that. But it's like yeah, a yeah. painting. A painting can say something beautiful, profound, and say capitalism is bad. Yeah. But it's not It's not a written essay saying, well, this is why... And I know a movie is a different format. Yeah, I think, with, a pa- I think with, a, with painting, with visual art, I think that is much more of like a... Just kind of showing a thought. Yes. But the, but the painter still has... Opinions. Yes, of course. Still, I'm not they saying. still having like a. They're not. I I don't think. I think it's nigh on impossible to simply present something without in in art. I think it's nigh on impossible to present something without putting your opinion on it. So you can't. I don't think like a movie, and I could be very wrong. 
I can't think of a movie that just presents something and steps back and just lets and just lets you figure it out. I think documentaries can do it if it's really just like unbiased, just like uh-huh. here are the facts. And they show them to me and then it's like you can think what you want to think. Right? Mm-hmm. But with like an artistic like story in the sense of sorry to bother you, I think that's very difficult. I've but I've I I can't think I bet there is a movie. I'm sure there is. I cannot think of one. But there is. It's just holding a mirror to society. It's an exaggerated, saturated uh, version of society. And it, I feel like it's Boot. Sorry to bother you, is Boots Riley's mirror. It's just saying, hey, here's showing society. Because it's, it's kind of, yeah, we do, as a society, only care about you know it's the beauty of uh, 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 Childish Gambino uh, this is America yes exactly this is America it's the same thing kind of it's just showing a bear to society and saying this is it this is what our society is uh, and of course in this is America it does criticize you know gun control and and viralness yeah but it's still more of a art piece of just like, hey, this is what we're showing. Yes, we have opinions about that, but this is what we're showing. That's what matters, almost. Does that make sense? Yeah. I still, I still, I can't. I personally cannot get behind the argument that "Sorry to Bother You" is just presenting ideas without commenting on them. I cannot. I cannot get behind that idea. My thing is, it's just when it's comment. When you, when the artist then puts his opinion into it and not l- allowing a discussion to form around it. And it's just like, well, here is my, you know, this is my stance. This is what the film means 100%. Yeah. Then the movie falls apart for me. If it's like, if it's like, you know, Inception, Christopher Nolan's yeah, yeah. like, yeah, it could have it uh, stayed spinning. It could have fell. Yeah. It's up to you, whatever you want. It, you, your idea of the story kind of branches from there, like Blade Runner. Yeah. Uh, what you plant a flag down, then it's kind of like, okay, then the entire movie kind of change. At least that's how I think about no, it. No, that's that's fair. Yeah. I think I think, yeah, planting a flag is is could easily rip some holes in, in your story and, and yes. in your ideas. But just the idea of this movie, because there is so much like there is so much other stuff going on around this like commentary on capitalism that I don't think that this movie is is that. And Boots Boots may be like I'm sure he has like a very set idea of like this is what this movie about is about and he's never going to say what it is. Yes, because of of these conversations. And I think that's important. I think that's why cuz Christopher Nolan he 100% knows how that movie ends. Yeah. And he just cut before to give people something to talk about, right? Yeah. There is an idea. There is a conversation to be had. Um, and one of the other things that that um, also kind of makes me feel like it's not just a, a mirror to be mm-hmm. held is the whole is the conversation that they have in the beginning when they're in the garage and he's like, "I want to do something that matters." Yes. Um, like, because one day the sun is going to explode and everyone's going to die and blah, blah, blah. And that's the stone in the stream thing that I wrote down. Because at one point, Stephen Young says to him, he's like, don't be the leaf in the river, be the stone in the stream that, like, splits uh-huh. the water. 
Um, so, so there is like clear like this. If there is a thing that is bad, you can do something about it. Like there is a clear like if this then that sentence. Yes. Existing in this movie, so I I still cannot get behind the mirror thing. Okay. I understand your point. Yes. And, but they, just for the sake, yeah, yeah. I those are worry. those are our opinions on on things. Uh, on things, yes, yeah. of course. And uh, I'm trying to th- what because we had an entire we had talked about we thought we black, just talked we about, talked about the yeah, capitalism. Yeah, just uh, what we thought this movie was like about. Yeah. And then um, we had the we had a whole conversation about like saying if you're like satire. Yes. And saying, like, capitalism is bad and they have to tell a story. Yes. Right? Because, yeah, I... Which I dis... Because that is what... Our art is kind of almost a thing to shock you. At first, ooh. Ooh. That was, your, that. that was your back. That was, that was my your sternum. sternum. That was not a plastic bottle. That just pops sometimes. Feels nice, though. Is that alien gonna pop out? Maybe. That's a movie reference. Oh man, on a movie pot! Oh my god! I know, Andrew, right? I'm so radical. You're breaking I'm so new radical. ground. <laughs> um, it's because I, I when we first talked about it, I was kind of like, "You're railing so much on capitalism, like, yeah. and I personally again, this is me. I believe unless it's a dictatorship, almost any social society." Whatever their thing is, it could be used for good or bad. Yeah. I was just like, just saying capitalism is bad, 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 evil, bad. It's like, well, this is Yeah, that. in the real world. But yeah, in the real it world. It is a satire. Yeah, So exactly. it needs to, I think it needs to almost plant a flag in the ground and say, for for, for my purposes, I'm going to treat capitalism as a, tr- as a true Absolute evil. Absolute evil. Yeah. Um, and then tell a story from there. Yes. Which is then where I think... It does start falling apart with the Tessa Thompson stuff in the in the art gallery, and yeah, that's my that's where you know not to go on another movie, and we've had this discussion before with Blade Runner. Yeah, I spoilers for Blade Runner one and two, I guess, I guess yeah. maybe. I personally believe if uh, Decker is a replicant, the entire movie falls apart. Really? Yes. I it. it Why do you think that? Because then what's the point? What? Why did we do? Why did this movie need to be made if he's not a replicant? With him being a human, it's the questioning of they replicants are. You know, they think, therefore I am. Yeah. It doesn't matter if I'm a replicant or not. Okay. I'm. You know, I think, therefore I am. If I'm a replicant, then it's like, oh, then there's this conspiracy of this and that. And blah, blah, blah. And I I like it kind of either way. Either either or. Yeah, you don't I, like. I. Cause, cause, yeah. If he's a human, then then there is the the whole concept that lots of people have talked about of like, oh, the replicants are acting more like humans than he is. Exactly. Um, but I, but if that's if, to me, but if he's a, a replicant, part. Yeah, it is. But I think if he's a replicant, then there is like sort of this like questioning of like who you are, and it, it gets a bit more like convoluted. Yeah, convoluted, which I kind of like, especially in like really good sci-fi. I like yes. when it kind of just goes like, yeah, but it could be <laughs> even more complicated. And I'm of like, course. Ooh. Yeah. Because, um, yeah, because then I think the... With 2049, I think there is... I think that's when 
you have to sort of be like either he's a human or a replicant. Exactly. That's in twenty forty nine. I think in the first one it can go either it, way. Yeah. I think and I think that's part of the fun of the first one. Um, but with twenty forty nine, I think he has to be a human. Right. Yeah. Or else why? Or else why would you make Ryan Gosling a replicant? I mean, like again, to play. I believe that, but to play, he could be a replicant just to you know. So Jarrett Leto can, can harvest his parts and make the perfect replica. I guess. One quick thing about yeah, uh, yeah. 2049. Uh, someone said about Jarrett Leto's performance, he was like, I've never seen an actor overact and underact at the same time. <laughs> like, that is a very good way to put that. Jarrett Leto's performance in 2049. Yeah, that's hilarious. You've never seen an actor overact and Doing underact. Doing so much, and yet so little. We have to focus on the objective, bigger. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I I love Blade Runner. It's so good. Can we not? <laughs> this is bad audio. Um. Yeah. So so I think yeah I think planting I I do agree with that I think if you plant a flag in the ground you can ruin a movie. And because if Christopher again, Nolan not, had been like yeah it falls down it's like well fuck like come on man. Well, okay. <laughs> All right, I guess. It was still a good movie, but like, yeah. what? Like, come on. If so, it's just like, oh, it stays up forever. It's like, well, okay, fuck, man. Come on. Like, whatever. Poor guy. <laughs> yeah, that sucks. Um, so, yeah, I, I think... I mean, I think that's that just comes down to how you want to make art and how you yes. want to, like, interpret art. Because, I mean, yeah, you look at uh, even classic plays, like... Uh, a doll's house is like yeah, so clearly I was about like to say a doll's house. yeah it's like so clearly about like women's rights and, and the women's movement but then Ibsen was like that's not what I wrote it about yeah that's weird right and that's like, really weird I remember when I first heard that when the part two came I was like yeah what? yeah he very he very specifically said like in an interview he was like that's not that was not my focus he even told it to like the women's uh, rights activists in Norway yeah. They were like, oh, we just wanted like we just wanted you to come and talk about Doll's House. It means so much to us that you're like talking about women's rights, blah blah. He like in a speech to them was like, I didn't write it about you guys. I wrote it about all this other stuff. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. So I think that stuff is. I mean, I don't think that that takes away from Doll's House in any way. Exactly. Doll's House is incredible. That's art. Art is almost something. What's it's out? What's it's public? It's about whatever the people think. Exactly. It is. Um, there's a little bit of ownership that's lost from the artist that what it's out there yeah. kind of the world owed, owns it at yeah. that point yeah I think, I think that's, that domain. yeah I mean that I mean even talking about like this is America how many different people are like oh I think it's about this oh I think it's about this oh I yes. think it's about this it's like he has an idea like Don Glover knows what he wrote that song about and then he just kind of put it out and he was yeah. like there you go have fun I think that's great I think that I think that's part of why art is so dang cool. Yes, exactly. Because it is just like yeah, it's whatever you think it is. Mm-hmm. So I can listen to any music from anybody. I can listen to The Wonder Years as my prime example, yes. as always. And I can like listen to songs about um, like his friend dying and like him wishing that he could have been there more. And I can relate it to anything in my life. And it's like. That's what that's there for. It's, yeah. it's there to to exist for anybody and everybody who's who's listening and and who wants to interpret it, right? Yeah. Because I mean, there are there's 
plenty of art out there that people just experience and just watch it. And you're just yeah. like, yep, yeah, all right. Most, like, big blockbuster movies are just kind of there. Yeah. Not really trying to say a whole lot. It's just like, yeah, I don't know. It's just, <coughs> it's just, uh, it's like Jaws, but with a really big shark instead. And it's like, okay. Bad podcast coming soon. Please no. Uh, <laughs> um, and then, so. yeah, and then at the same time, like, Eighth Grade just, like, released, like, in L.A. and New York. Mm-hmm. So it's like, well, yeah, that movie is very clearly about all this stuff. Yes. And then, like, Hotel Transylvania 3 came out. And it's like, well, what is that one trying to say? <laughs> like, he tried to let Bobby have some peace of mind. Yeah. Like, but it's watch. But it's just, like, <laughs> there is, I think there is just art everywhere for yes. anybody. Mm-hmm. And there is stuff that is, like, very clearly... F- up for interpretation. Yes. The stuff that we've talked about. And then they're like, sorry to bother you. And then there was art that is very much not really, there's not a whole escapism, lot to like dig into. which there's nothing there's wrong with There's nothing that. wrong with it at the big all. Star Wars is escapism. Yeah. I mean, until you get to The Last Jedi. Until, yeah, until, uh, yeah. We gotta do an episode on The Last we Jedi. We do. Because I, I saw it, do. I rewatched it like two weeks ago. I love that movie so much. It's very good. Uh, it's so good. I just at, don't at me. It's fucking amazing. Don't at me. Don't at me. It's so it's so good. But yeah, and I love. I recently just to jump into another thing on uh-huh. the Last Jedi real quick. I watched a video from a guy who I think is like super intelligent. Uh, I watch a lot of his videos. Matt Coville. Uh, he does a lot of videos for new dungeon masters. Uh, so just to kind of give them tips and just kind of yeah. be like, it's not that hard. Like you don't actually have to do all this extra work. Blah blah blah. Yeah. And he's really smart. And he does. He hates the Last Jedi. Well, he doesn't hate it, but he really does not like it. Yeah. And I watched a video about him talking about it, and I was like, I understand his points a lot. Yeah. But I just, it's just so good. I love it. I think it's great. Ryan Johnson. Killing it. Can't wait for your trilogy, I guess. Hopefully. Hopefully. Uh, One last thing, and uh, because we had a long discussion, I know we're running long. Uh, No, we're good. We're running. We're running. We're We're at 50 minutes. Yeah. The horses. The fucking horses. I still don't understand. I still don't fucking know, man. Um, what do you think? Where Where are you at with uh, with them, Equisapiens and Forrest Whitaker? <laughs> uh just so everyone knows, the voices. Yeah, the voice of the. I of, don't just want people to main, be like of the main horse. Black people horses. <laughs> no, the the voice of the main horse is Forrest Whitaker. Yeah, the voice of the. Elevator is Rosario Dawson. There's like a lot of weird random yeah. people in this movie. Lily James is the Lily James, yeah. voice. So it's filled with a lot of weird things. But Forrest Whitaker has about like three lines in this movie. Help me! That was a good Forrest Whitaker. I didn't that. <laughs> Let the challenge begin. There it is. That's a good that Forrest Whitaker. Good That's that a, good a good Forrest, Forrest Whitaker. Whitaker. Hello, Forrest. I didn't know you were here. <laughs> um... <laughs> I believe uh-huh. that the horses. It's. I mean, like I know we have to delve into it again, but it's the same thing we said. I believe the horses do represent just working class. I'm not talking about you know me working at the movie theater, working construction, building phones. Uh, construction line, working class people, and yeah, how yeah. they are kind of more like manual, exactly labor stuff, exactly, and how they are 
viewed in society, how they are viewed, how probably people who work these jobs, how they feel in society. Uh, Very much like a pack animal. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And that's, you know, the funny part of Army Hammer going like, yeah, but they have big penises. Yeah. So, what? <laughs> so it doesn't matter. Like going off a stereotype of uh, of ethnic men of just like, yeah, but this, but they're good at basketball. So, you know, it all evens out. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's what I believe the horses are supposed to represent and kind of look like, which it is cool. Again, I... I I did say it in this podcast. I said it in the last podcast. Yeah. The horses, what my some of my issues with the movies, the horses is the least of my problems. Horses I is a big one for me. like the horses. I don't. I still don't. Uh, one thing that I do have a problem with, because uh, before I say that, do you concur about my I, feelings yeah, about Yeah, I, I get what you mean. I mean, we sort of mentioned it the last time we recorded. Yeah. Uh, it's something that I can't necessarily relate to, mm-hmm. because I am a white boy. Yeah, straight. Um, what? Man. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I can't really relate to that, like, feeling of, like, yeah, but this. Yeah. It's like, yeah, but he's white. It's like, well, fuck. <laughs> like, that's kind of all I have. Uh-huh. Um, so so I don't really have that, that same sort of connection to it. I just, I don't... My problem with them is... is um, I love satire. I really do. I think satire is fucking great yeah. I mean like Wolf of Wall Street GTA 5 um what was the other one I said last time any Mel Brooks stuff yeah Mel Brooks um, Blazing Saddles Blazing Saddles yeah Blazing Saddles is very good it's great um the producers Young Frank all the all that Mel, Mel Brooks stuff um I think satire can be super fucking good um what I don't like with satire is when it just goes it just goes a little bit too far yeah and I think that the horses for me is that is that it's like it's being satirical and it's doing all this stuff and it's and it's doing really interesting stuff talking about like yeah being like one of the there are like two black people at that party yeah and then he's like yeah you oh I know you can rap I know you did some gangster shit yeah. in Oakland he's like no man like I'm, I can't rap and blah 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 um and then when they're all like chanting the rap rap no rap. the when when he does the rap and then he's like n-word Wait, shit. Do I say the rap? <laughs> no. When he says n-word shit, and it's a crowd of white people chanting it back to him yeah. with smiles on their faces. Well, I mean, again, that's where the satireness of it is genius. Yeah. It was probably made before the Kendrick Lamar thing happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you remember that. Yeah, If you remember that, folks. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I like, and... That's where I think satire is really good. It's like it's really intelligent and it's really mm-hmm. funny. And then it's like kind of sad, and it's like oh boy, because that's what satire is. Yeah. Um, and then it just I think the horses just take it to a level where I just think it's it's just too ridiculous. It doesn't become it doesn't like it doesn't become. I like when satire is clever. I don't like when satire is just like dicks. You I know? would say this is clever. I. I, with the way it's presented, I disagree. Do you think it's too gross out? No. Because I know I you're not a big fan of, uh, besides Book of Mormon, you're not a big fan of uh, Trey Stone and Matt Yeah, Walker. I don't really like a lot of, like, just raunchy 
mean humor. Mm-hmm. Um, so so I, I don't think it, it, it's that. I think it is a little bit much to just be like, yeah, look at all these huge horse dicks. Like, stuff like that. I think... Thinking about it after I saw it the second time, I think I would have been totally fine with that, like, Equisapien, like, plot uh-huh. if we never saw them. If you just saw the video? If we saw the video, and then at the very end, he still, the the nostrils still still mm-hmm. change, which I still think is super weird. That's the, that's the issue I have. It's kind of like, why does he change? Yeah, it like, really doesn't make any sense. Um... But before we get to that, yes, just yeah. So so thinking about it, I think if we had never seen them, if it just never like came up, like like he goes into a room and he sees something, but we aren't really sure what it is, and then he still, and then we just get his reaction to what it actually is. Yeah, like we see something, some weird creature behind a curtain or whatever, and then it like cuts and we just see him like pull the curtain back. And then we don't see what it is, and we just see him freak out and run, and then we see the video, or whatever. Just if we never actually see yeah. the Aquasapiens. That'd actually be pretty cool. Also, I imagine when he's in the van, when he, uh, when the yeah. police officer knocked him out, and he's looking through it, and you kind of And you kinda just kind of see, like, creatures moving yeah. around, but we couldn't very clearly see the Aquasapiens in that scene. So I wish we just hadn't seen them, because then it could be this more weird, like, we don't know what it is, we don't know what they look like, and then yeah. at the end we see his nostrils flare up, and then that's it. I don't think we need that scene with Army Hammer at the end. That, like, weird, like, um, moment. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? I feel like that's kind of the moment of, like, come on, people! Like, yeah! yeah. Let's change! Like, but they are, but, the they, but they just did that. With that, that whole No, that's to scene. us, the audience. That's to the people. Yeah, but they still like just did that. Yes, I get. Yeah, it, so I, I don't get think that. hitting it. I don't. I think you're hitting the nail too many times with that. With, with that, that hammer. Paper. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So that's that's sort of my. I think it just goes a bit too far, and I wish we just hadn't seen them because I would be fine with it if it was just like Army Hammer's kind of crazy idea. You know, if it's yeah. like, Oh, I want to do this thing. Maybe he hadn't even done it yet, or something. I don't know. Yeah. Just something. So we just weren't sure. I think that would have been nicer. And then, uh, yeah, let's talk about him turning into a horse at the what end. What thing, yes. What maybe. thing, I just have to say for me, and maybe because I like it, I do like, uh, I do, I'm a big fan of South Park and Team America and the South Park movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I know we both love Book of Mormon. Yeah. Uh, I, I do mean, I like, love Avenue Q, too. Like, that's... Did they do? They did do Avenue Q. No. Uh, well, one of the but guys, it's the same type of tone. It's yeah. the same tone, and one of the guys who wrote Book of Mormon wrote. Everything. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, Mr. Lopez. Yeah. Robert uh, Lopez, I think. Yeah. And yeah. He also wrote Let It Go. Um, yeah, he did. Same dude. What was I going to say? And he also wrote uh, Everything Comes Down to Pooh. Oh, yeah. yeah. He did work on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? Yes, I like Absurdist. He was supposed to come to my school. Once. Was he? Yeah. Oh. And then he like canceled the talk like last Aww. minute. And I was like, man, I was like third on the list. I was so excited. Aww, yeah. man. Because <laughs> um, I was specifically going to ask him about Scrubs. <laughs> Everyone else was going to be like, Avenue Q, let it go. Blah, blah, blah. And I'd be like, Can we, hey, Scrubs, scrubs. let's talk about Scrubs. Uh, <laughs> I like absurdness. Absurdness. 
Yeah. Absurdity? Absurdity. Yeah. Thank you. In uh, my satire, I do like... Because it kind of is showing... To me, the more absurd you get, it's kind of the more real you get. It's absurd, okay. but it's kind of like there's more of a clear line, okay. if that makes sense. Again, with the mules yeah. and with the mules, the horses, well, mules, whatever. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I think they are technically mule people. Yeah. Because they're half horse. That's why I was thinking, yeah. Anyway, yeah, with the... <laughs> the Equisapiens. The, the Equisapiens. Uh, with them being, you know, the pack animals of our human capitalistic society. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I like that, because there is a clear line of like, yeah, this is, you know, this would never happen. But could it in real life? Yeah. Because look what we're doing now. Yeah, yeah. I like that about satire. Okay. Um, so, yeah. But him turning into a horse. I, I don't get it. I don't get it either. It, it, it feels really weird. Is it... Because I even said this last time. Is it that it doesn't matter what you think about yourself, what your role in society is? That's what quote-unquote matters. Is that the message but then the whole, But then the whole, like, I want to do something that matters stone in the stream before the sun explodes thing feels even more undermined than it had before because that whole plot seems to kind of get forgotten until the it's like at the beginning and then at the very end and it's kind of like this weird sandwich thing but it's never really brought up mm-hmm. in the middle and I mean he's going back to working at the telemarketing I don't really know that exactly is that which I, felt like enough for me I guess though I guess it's him just like that again capitalistic society of like you this is your role well that's more of a communist society but anyway <laughs> uh, this is your role doesn't matter what you think it doesn't matter what you want to do it doesn't matter what uh, life you want to lead this is your role in society so you know sit down shut up and start working is it cause that's Maybe. what it feels like yeah I just which then it's a very like Again, art can do this. It's just a very, like, sour... Yeah, and I don't really like that after... Because literally right before that, they're standing in the driveway and Tessa Thompson does that whole thing of like, oh my god, I think the sun is exploding. I hope he did something that matters. And it's like, two seconds later, you undercut that whole thing. So it feels really weird to me. I really don't like that he turns into a horse. With with that with me kind of breaking it down like that, I'm indifferent to it because I my thing is just like what else could it be? If it's something else, I might like it more. I might like it less. But as of right now, thinking about it, that's the only thing it could be. Well, the, uh, the thing that that bothers me about it is that like they have the moment on the drive. They have the moment where he gives his fancy car to his friend. They then have the moment where. He, him and Tessa Thompson have that whole, like, oh, I think the sun is going to explode. Yes. I hope he did something that matters. Then they open up the garage, and everything's all his fancy stuff. So you're already, like, he's in this, like, gray area, right? Of, like... Because well, he says gray yeah, area. Well, I think it is a bit of a gray area, just because he goes, like, um, you don't think I could go back to the way things were after all that, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, that makes sense. You got all this fancy stuff. Why get rid of it? Uh-huh. So why 
not say like, oh yeah, I did like take advantage of capitalism and do all this stuff and make all this money and blah blah blah. If, like, if I can't do something with it, if I change my mind, right? I kind of like that sort of grayness. And then he closes the garage door okay. and turns into a fucking horse. And I'm like, well, what was the point of what was the point of like the past like three things that you just did? I just, I just, I don't know. I, because I feel like that's the point. That there is no point. We're all just on a floating rock, floating to oblivion. And then fucking watch Inside Lewin Davis. Like, don't, like, <laughs> um, I feel like that is kind of the point. It's wow. The more you, I guess, the more you get frustrated with it, the more I kind of like it. Okay. Uh, because it is kind of like this nihilistic, uh, existential crisis that fails. That yeah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't yeah, matter, but the but the rest the of the way movie... our society is built, you are meant to fail. You are meant to yeah. But just the rest of the movie get seems, on your way. Or the rest of the movie is carrying so much weight on this. Like it has so much to do with like the individual can change stuff. They have the whole weird left eye stuff with Tess Thompson like trying to spray paint yeah. they have the, yeah, yeah. the whole like protest with the workers like unionizing like they have all of this stuff built into this movie that is saying like you can change stuff you can make things better and then it's like yeah but you're still gonna be a horse I don't li- I don't I don't think that's I don't like that I don't I think for the rest for the way the rest of this movie is is playing out maybe that is what boots means it to be it seems like after this conversation seems like that's what's going on but I think it it takes away from the rest of the movie why do you think that because of all the stuff I just said (laughs) but but like (laughs) but why it's I think if your movie is carrying out a message of like you can protest you can be an activist you can unionize you can do things that make it better for you and all the people around you you can do this one like one dude and they even say it to Lakeith. They're like, you can be the turning point. Like, yeah. if you come to our, if you flip, like, we have them against the ropes. They just aren't doing anything. Yeah. If you come on our side, we're going to win. Like, they put so much effort into saying, like, one person can change the world. Yes. Right? They do so much of this with him going on the, new, on the news and no one believing him. He's like, okay, well, I have to do something else and I have to do something else. Yes. And, and doing all this stuff and, and, with, like, Tessa Thompson coming back to him and being like, hey, Mastermind, like, saying, like, oh, yeah, he came up with this whole idea. Like, all this stuff is saying, yeah, one person can change everything, but it doesn't matter. I don't like that. I don't like I, that it, I don't like that it's setting up this, like, story of, like, oh, yeah, one person can change the world, uh-huh. but it doesn't matter. Because we live in a, hor- a horrible world. Because we live society. in a horrible world. It's like, well, if you wanted to do that, don't spend the entire movie saying... One person can change the world. Because because if you're going for that existential like nothing matters, there there is a movie that does it very well. It's Inside Lewin Davis, and it's great. But that movie isn't saying he can change the world. It, it, it's not saying that he's going to be yeah because it's at any too point. different. It's Inside Lewin Davis is about him and his struggles and his way to be a musician. While this is about being a minority in society tried to make a good life, tried to build a life, what you have to sacrifice to get that life. And when you still do all that, you have to juggle whether rather or not 
if that's okay, if you're morally okay with that. And it doesn't matter what you choose because of that what you that's a horse. That is what you are in our society. That is what you are viewed as. It yes, it's sad to hear, but that is what you are. Because, you know, you gotta have a hammer on top. I yeah, I agree. I don't I think I, I, I again I, I, I'm not gonna be like you have to like it, Sam. No, I know. I just I think that that's a a weird way to turn after spending the entire movie saying one person can change something. Yeah, I. That's that's my thing. Is that the is I'm because I'm fine with that message. I think that message is really interesting. Mm-hmm. If the rest of the movie supported it, but it okay. is this one moment at the end of a movie that has a very. If that is what what Boots is trying to do with that, that's a sudden like gear shift into something completely different. I, in my opinion, it seems that the rest of the movie is saying. Like, one person can change something, and then at the very end, it's like, okay, yeah, but it doesn't matter what you do, you're always going to be a horse. I guess this is where I would say that it's... Honestly? Honestly? Maybe it is because I'm white. <laughs> I, I didn't want to say it, because I hate when people do that. I hate, because everyone has an opinion. You can talk about whatever you want, because you're a human being who has a human life. Yeah, yeah. But, but, <laughs> but... It might 110 million percent be, because I have no idea what that feels like I just I'm okay with saying that I'm not I'm not personally why That's, I just cause you're again you're a human you know you know what's like to yes we all have different life I don't know what's like to I don't know what's like to feel white I don't know what's I, I yeah I don't know what's like to feel white a woman transgender gay I don't yeah. but like I know what's like to be bullied I know what's like to like yes they're yeah, all I different think, experiences I think but I just I hate when people are like you can't talk about this because you're dot dot dot. It's well, I I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that I can't talk about it. I'm just saying that maybe the reason why we you are don't having relate this, like, to it. Yeah, this very different reaction to this one moment in this movie is because society is not built for me to feel that way. Yes. Whereas society is pretty much built to make minorities feel that way. Yes. So I think maybe that's it. Maybe that's what it is. Can we solve the world with this podcast? You can decide. You, you decide. Um, any final thoughts? <laughs> no, that was a lot. That liked, was a lot. That was a lot. I like because we didn't have that. No, that's where not. I was like, I'm glad we had that last chunk. That was <laughs> that was good. Uh, yeah. No, I don't have anything else. Do you have anything else? No, that was that was pretty much it. All right. Well, thanks for listening to this. Uh, yes, podcast. thank you very much. I apologize if it got really weird. <laughs> yes, I do too. Uh, but. It, it happened, and that's that's how it's going to go. Um, so you can find um, the podcast at Welcome Back Pod on uh, all of the social medias. Yes. Drop us a review on iTunes, all that uh, all that stuff. Comment, tweet, tweet at us. Uh, my name is Sam Bannigan. And I'm Andrew Thomas. You can find me at Sam Bannigan on all of the social medias. You can find... <coughs> Sorry. You can are find you, me... Are you going to do this bit again? <coughs> This Sam. is how we opened it. Sorry, help me. Sam, I don't want to go. I don't want like to go. Why you just say, I don't like this. What was, we did that bit. Did we? Yeah. We didn't do that earlier. That was, yeah. No, we did it. That was how you ended the last time. Yeah, that's gone. Yeah, but I, I, wanted, I wanted a new bit. Well, this is it.